it's time for It Really Has Been. Now here's Darren and Dave. Alright, welcome to Hillbilly Has Been's episode six. This is yes, is six. This is <laughs> going to be a, a controversial episode. Uh oh, we said yeah. we wasn't going to do that, my brother. Well, this is not really controversial, you know. I know, but it's all in the, it's like everything else. It's all in how you process. It. Exactly. We're going <laughs> to talk about us getting canned. And, Woo! Yeah, when you know, I mean, no gigs last forever. No, but, everybody's going to lose a gig. Everybody. But, yeah, we had 20-some years in this one, and, and it was a shock for everybody when it all happened. And people still ask, you know, what's the real story? What happened there? And, and you know, there's so many innuendos and rumors and speculations and all that. So I think – He said, she said. Yeah, we should <laughs> – so I think we should spend this time letting everybody know – what really happened, and that way it can be put to bed, and uh, we can move on, you know, and, yeah. and uh, talk about all the good times. So let's get this one out of the way. Everybody will know, and because I mean, I heard all kinds of stories, Dave, when it happened. You know, I heard it was drug use. I heard it was drinking. I didn't heard the inquire? Was, didn't the inquire say that Faith was mad at us? Yeah, for, it was Faith's fault. Yeah. It, it was the management's fault. It was all this. And, you know, um, I, I think, and, and this is just a speculation on my part, and just from talking to Tim, um, he was just in a rut. I think he was in a I rut. Think so I think and, so, creatively. He said creative. that to me. Yeah. He did. He's like, I, I'm stuck. I got to. Yeah, and I, he had to come up with something that uh, – different you know and right. and um you know and it happens it's happened with uh, many artists you know that, that do that i mean like i said about different bands they change their band members like they do their underwear we were just fortunate to stay in there as long as we did you know right right oh yes but absolutely you know yeah i heard i heard all the drug use and all that really there was you know we we did our share of partying we did but there, the last I'd say the last seven eight years, there really wasn't any any of that. No, 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 no. not so to speak, not to speak of anyway. No, no, nothing uh, for the Enquirer to write about. <laughs> no, not at all. You know, um, so you know, we we did a gig. It was I remember it was uh, an amphitheater, and uh, we had kind of it was a weird. Well, let's start with the session. The last session we did at Dark Horse. So that'd be Southern Voice album. Yeah, we did the Southern Voice album, plus a crap load of tunes, you know. Right, um, right. Uh, there was a darkness in that session. I don't know what it was. It, there was, you know, there was like, there was no drugs. There wasn't no drinking. There wasn't all that. It was just a dark, dark time for some reason. I, I, you know, I think Tim was going through a lot of things. We were all going through a lot of things. We were trying to reinvent, you know, tunes and, and I don't know. It, it was just, it was just a, didn't you think it was weird? I thought it was weird and I thought it was a uh, heavy as well. And uh, I, I don't know. There was, it was completely different than going to, uh, to the top of the mountain at Alaire. It had a whole different feeling to it. And, you know, if you listen to the songs, I mean, look at what we used to kid about, you know, uh, yeah. how dark, how dark the songs was. And I mean, 
almost all of them had something to somebody's dying or something. Yeah. And all of them, you know? Yeah. It was, it was very strange, you know, it, but in, in the same sense, it was kind of a weird thing because we were, Tim would want to do a dance hall doctor record with the band and, and guests, you know, different artists. Right. And, that would have uh, been and, awesome. Yeah. And even, even uh, having each of us like Jeff and me and you, uh, sing, sing some songs on it. Right. And, I, and I even, I think I recorded one of them called something about a cowboy, but I don't even remember what it was, but I sang something too. Um, one that we wrote, but I can't remember which one it was either. I think it, it was, or, no, it was, uh, um, um, I can't remember what it was. Angel either. Wings. Angel Wings. Uh, was one. No, that was yeah. me just demo. I don't know, but yeah. I did a lot of different singing at that time anyway. So yeah. It, but so it was kind of cool. We were thinking, oh, we're going to do this album, and then you know that getting to sing on it, which was new for all of us, and then right, and and then but also have that dark aura around going on. You know, the, <laughs> the songs were kind of dirty, you know, yeah, right, the slow and dragging. But you know what? When the in the grand scheme of things, when I put that record on, I love that record. I really oh, it's I a really great record. It. It's a great record. It was almost like a hard birth. You know, to get it all out there, man. It was a little heavy to get it out. Do you remember when uh, uh, Big Kenny of Big and Rich came out to the Dark Horse I do. Studios, and he brought a bunch of his friends with him? And uh, so I was recording a guitar overdub uh, for one of the songs, and it was one that had a real heavy kind of Santana kind of guitar stuff on it. And it was. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so I'm standing there. Well, there was an old guy that came with Big Kenny. He got in a chair and he sat right in front of me, staring at me while I was. And so I remember that. it was like weird because I'm trying to record this solo. <laughs> like he's challenging you. Yeah. And he's like <laughs> looking at me like he's mad at me. And then Kenny, Big Kenny and Tim are over talking politics or talking something over in this corner real loud. And, and it was like all this stuff. Finally, I just had to tell uh, Julian King, the engineer, I said, Holt, let's just take a break for a minute. And, and let everybody clear out of here. Right, too much going on there. There was a lot going on everywhere. Remember the get the, all the guitars lined up in the hallway. He brought all the guitars. They was everywhere. It was so much stuff. I bet there were fifty guitars in there. Probably so. And he was trying to get them all on there. I know. And uh, I remember one funny thing is that there was we did that song called Ghost Town Train. Yes. And he like. wanted that. He wanted a real weird echoey. Uh, guitar sound on it. Right. And uh, he said, man, I got this idea. And this shows you where Tim, you know, he, he thinks all the time. I mean, he, he does. Right. He's like, let's take one of your amps, put it out in the pasture with the horses. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll put mics all around it. And it'll give it that weird echoey thing. And I'm thinking, yeah, it's going to kill some horses out there. What it's going to do. <laughs> it's going to drive the horses crazy. Yeah, and and uh, so I remember, uh, I think Byron or, or Julian says, uh, well, Tim, uh, hold on a minute. And so I played the part, and, and he goes, I think we got that sound right here, and they dialed it in, and it made the sound that he wanted. That he wanted? Thank God yeah. he didn't have to go out to the cow field to get it. I'm thinking, I want to be standing out in the pasture playing this, this thing, you know, and it's never going to work, but... Man, what was the uh, song Casey Beathard brought in there while we was actually, I was I had headphones on when they played that song through the headphones. Well, you know what? It was, uh, there, well, I, I know he brought one to uh, when we were it's cutting it the boy through the glass. What, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you had to be there. 
Had to be there, yes. Yeah, but you know he did that. He did that more than once because we were cutting uh, one of the other records. Uh, I don't know if it was Let It Go or 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 uh, something else at Blackbird Studios, Martina McBride's husband's studio. Right, right. And he brought another tune in there. You know, remember what it was? No, I don't even remember that episode. There. Do you want fries with that? Really? Yeah, and really? he played it for Tim upstairs. We were upstairs, and he played it for him. And Tim said, "Let's let's cut it." Let's cut that right. Right there. He just walked in, brought it, and we cut it. Casey and there it is. That's how we did. That's how we did that one. He they played, I guess, Casey's version over the earphones. And I was in my little because I had my little room by myself. And I can remember, man, tearing up, listening to that thing, like, oh my God, that's you know, oh, yeah. that's amazing. And I knew right then this, you know, here we go. We just yeah, you were gonna, gonna have to get him on here because he I mean I wrote with him before when he used to write for Ake of Rose. Uh, we wrote right. a couple of songs together. And uh, it's funny because um, I always loved write with him. I was scared to death with write. For, you know, when I, I first got, you know, because I didn't, wasn't a writer. I just liked to write. Yeah. Popping tunes out every once in a while, right. And uh, so I got invited to write with him at uh, Ake of Rose downtown on a Saturday. Nice. And nice I, almost didn't go. Go. I almost didn't go. I was like, man, I'm, I'm way out of my league. I'm Too scared, yeah. Yeah. But I went, and he was such a nice guy, and we wrote this song called Man Down. And uh, I remember that song. He And he really loved it, and he, he had demoed it. And uh, we we actually had it on hold from uh, somebody. I don't even remember who. But uh, it never got cut. I think it was just a little too short. The song was a little too short. Little too short, right. Yeah, maybe I'll put it on here sometime. But, but yeah, he was man. such a nice guy. And after that, I wanted to ride with him so bad that, uh, my friend Kenny Beard, who's another, was a great writer. Great songwriter, right? Yeah, and he he wrote stuff for Tracy Lawrence and stuff. He uh, he said, you know, I'm writing. I do every Wednesday once a month with Casey Beather at my studio. And I said, well, how about if I horn in, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> one, you know? So because I'm thinking if I can get in there once, maybe I can do a, a right once a month with him. And I did. I went and wrote with him and Casey, and we wrote a couple things. And it went really well. I just, just, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost amazing how uh, you can bring a song you just wrote into a, a session for a major exactly. artist and get right. it cut. Right. Get so it cut. He, we know he's done it twice. I yeah. mean, that, that usually just doesn't even happen. So, so yeah, anyway, show you what kind of songwriter he is. So, anyway, our last, not our last one, but our, but where I thought something was really weird at that amphitheater. Uh, we we uh, it was the end of the tour, uh, of the amphitheater tour, and we were all on stage, and it was the last song, and we were playing Tim off, and he came to each of us, and he shook our hands, and looked us in the eye as he was shaking our hands with this weird look in his eye, and I'm thinking something's weird. Yeah. Uh, did you remember <laughs> that? Oh, absolutely, because I remember us all looking at each other like, well, it was like a death knoll. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> like you do right then, because we had already been speculating. It was our, always, always some kind of speculating. Yeah, I never thought that we would get canned, but I thought something's happening something's weird. Something's going to happen, yeah. I thought maybe yeah. some, some of us would get canned. Some of us may. I didn't know who. I didn't. I hope I was hoping none of us. Would. Right. If you remember, man, the economy was kind of tanking. It was during the middle of 2000s, and, and town was kind of, it was not as, 
you know, there was not a lot of going on as, as there was before. Songwriters was packing up and leaving and, you know, so there's probably pressure to, you know, skim things down a little bit anyway. You know, he had to get it from all sides, man. Oh, he did. You know, you know and everybody asked to, well, I, like I said, I knew something, something was going on. I didn't really know what. And then uh, we did another gig after that. What was it? Hard Rock. In Vegas, Hard Rock in Las Vegas. That's the day we met Joe Walsh. Yeah, and then that's uh that was with Faith. We backed up Faith on that. And right. you know what's funny about that is I thought we played the best we ever had for her. We probably did. <laughs> it was weird because then after we got canned, I thought, I wonder if everybody knew it then. You know, I think some people knew. I'm sure some. I mean, there had to be a plan, man. I mean, think about it. There, when we're playing one tour, there's somebody planning next year's. That's true. That's true. Somebody knew something, but you know, everybody asked. Everybody asked. You know, are you are you pissed at Tim? You know about it and all that. No, no. I mean, I was. We were all upset about it. Nobody wants to lose their job, but right, right. But then you you start thinking. You start thinking, man. You you look around. You go. Everything that I have, everything that I've done the last twenty years, um, is because of Tim McGraw. Right. Right. So how can you I mean, be mad? I, I met my wife and got children as a result of having this gig. Exactly. You know, I've been in the same house for like 23 years. And, you know, I have a, I'm the same way. I can look around here and it all came from that one phone call from John Ward. You know, it changed my life 180 degrees. So, um, yeah, no, we're not mad. Um, I'm not. I mean, maybe there are, no. I can't speak for everyone in the band that got canned. But, you know, for me, I, I, uh, I can't be mad. I, I'd like to be, but I can't be. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm always looking for the positive, and I always believe that's how you process things. And, um, you know, at first you, you have to, you know, come at – you have to get what comes at you first. And what came at me first was, you know, just a big wind to almost knock you off your feet. But immediately that old hillbilly in you is like, man, you just got to get up and keep marching, you know. I got four sons here, and I'm like – they're going to see how I handle this, you know, and what am I going to do in front of them? You know, so, so to me, it was a chance to uh, inspire my children and a chance to just, just man up, man, and just, just keep going. And then the blessings start coming of being home. Man, I just was, you know, my teenagers was, I had a uh, Dylan was about, I don't know, maybe 15. And then the youngest one was five, maybe a little younger. So, man, I had these four sons that, at home that I'd been gone so much. I just way made up for it, you know, yeah, still yeah. doing it. I don't miss football games. I don't miss anything anymore, you know, and that's the blessing. That's what I see. Last night I sat at a high school football game and I, I've played Madison square garden, the Hollywood bowl. And I would have rather been there last night over in Oakland, watching those boys play, you know, yeah, playing rock bell. That was, that was the, that was the best place for me last night. Yeah, you know, I, uh, you know, everybody wonders too. Well, how come you didn't jump right out and get you another gig? You know, like a Tim, another Tim gig. Mm-hmm. And when you're when you're twenty nine or twenty one, uh, thirty one, right. uh, it's real easy to do that. You know, thirty one's kind of old anymore, yeah. man. You know, it's kind of. But when old. you're when you're fifty something, uh, it's it's dang near impossible to, to go out and find right. that kind of caliber of gig. Right. Uh, it was a little weird when we first 
got let go too because it was almost like we had a little poison on us or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. It kind of felt like nobody really knew whether they wanted to talk to us or could or it well, was I think just weird, because man. they didn't they didn't understand what happened and neither did we and and so no matter what we would have said as far as like well we just got let go because Tim wanted to do something different he needed a new beginning uh, that 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 wasn't good enough for somebody probably to say well let me hire this guy I mean Tim even wrote us you know he wrote me a a, a note about you know how how much he appreciated what I'd done, how much he endorsed whatever I wanted to do, you know? So Yeah, he did me too. But that, if you got to get someone, you can even hand it to, you know? And at that point, and at that point, when you come home, you're like, man, I've been living on this bus, this nice bus, doing this nice schedule, playing these nice gigs. And you're going to take a gig now, man. You're going to be hustling. You're going to go twice as much. You're probably going to have to drive the bus, you know, oh, right. I know, there's so much crap that goes along with those, you know, beginning gigs. Those ones you get when you're 25 or 30. You, you know, know? Funny, you, funny you say that because that's what I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I went thank out, God you had experience, my brother. Yeah, I went out and, <laughs> and started working for David Frizzell, who I worked with before Tim. And right. uh, heck, I drove his bus. I did all that. And it was, you know, what was weird about it is that it wasn't near the level of Tim, but it was... No, it didn't have the stress that I had before. I could just right. go out and play what I wanted to play. I could, you know, use a guitar and an amp. It didn't have to have the effects and the, the Pro Tools and the lights and all that. It was just playing some good old music, you know. Right. And right. Dave, David's such a, a good guy. And he, some of his stories are unbelievable, you know, about his right. brother, brother Lefty and Merle Haggard and all that. Just I mean, I could talk to him all. I mean, me and him sit up in front of the bus for eight hours just and he just, I listen, talk. just listen to him, you know. And and I had, we'll have to get him on here when we get this. That'd be awesome. Out. That'd be awesome. He, he's he he's just a wealth of, of stuff. But yeah, I played with him and and I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was like I didn't look at it like, oh, I'm coming down to the minor leagues. This sucks, you know. It was like. <laughs> This is this is kind yeah. of fun. This is kind I of fun. Tell, I could tell you some minor leagues. You know what I did? What? About I don't know, maybe four or five months later. You know, you're gonna need money, and it's you know, I was okay at the beginning, but you you got four kids, man. They got demands, and so my sister in law had this gig where she was uh, cleaning offices at nighttime, like go to eleven o'clock, get out about four in the morning, and she's like, I got some extra work if you want to come down work for me 11 to 4 something like that in the morning i'm like okay she's like nobody's there you never talk to nobody you don't see anybody just pull up with your stuff and you go fix it up and you leave and so i went down there and it's in manchester which is near bonnaroo right yeah yeah so i come out at 2 30 to take a break i'm standing out by my car and i'm just standing out there eating a sandwich and a tour bus will start coming by and that night at bonnaroo uh, I think it was Tom Petty had played that night and he's leaving town and that bus is driving, you know, two, three buses in a row. And I know it's Tom Petty's bus. I knew he just played. I'm, they're like maybe 10 miles away. And I'm, and I, I was just doing that four or five months before <laughs> I was, I was on that bus. And now I'm standing out in this parking lot. Like, uh, man, it's, Oh, I know. I, well, I, I did the same thing. I, I, I took a part time, had a friend of mine that worked at Ace Hardware up there in White House. And, uh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't. Was that, I didn't where, was that close to where we made the Southern Voice video? 
No, 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 no. Different town, different yeah. town. Yeah. yeah, we uh, so I uh, they were looking for a delivery guy to deliver, you know, to to move parts from, you know, stuff from one store to the other. The guy had five stores, right? And so I just went in this thing. I started at eight in the morning and went till one o'clock or so whenever I got done, and uh, you know, delivered parts to different stores in a little right. truck, you know. Right. It, it was easy work, but I mean, you got to do what you got to do, you know. Yeah, and, you do. Everybody that's a musician will know, even if you're not a musician that, and you want to be a musician, that being a musician and making your living just on being a musician is almost impossible unless right. you well, have a two percent. That's what you use. Unless you have a Tim gig, you know. Right. But you know, and then you know, another thing was all the Inquirer and the Star and all that. I want to put out right now. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it because I'm still broke. <laughs> Right. And I still owe on my home and <laughs> I got broke down cars. I don't know who the source of a source of a source of a source was. Right. But the son, uh, of a son of a sailor. Yeah, and I don't want to know. Um right. and, but Absolutely. everybody that I know is still broke like me. And and so <laughs> So whoever that was, don't show your face. We'll know who you are. That's right. By the, ten, by the tennis shoes you have on. Well, you know what, Dave? <laughs> let's uh let's play him uh, a song. Yeah. Know? How about it's awesome, time for song of the week? <laughs> so uh how about the Lance Miller song? You know, Lance has got a new song on Tim's record, right? That's right. I don't know the name of it. I Something think about it's Mama. Yeah. Call that, Mama. I call mama. I heard it the other day. I heard it the other day for the first time. Uh, it was on Jimmy Kimmel. Did it and make you want to call mama? It did. It did. It's That's a good awesome. song. Well, that did, did. It's what it's supposed to do. <laughs> I bet Betty was proud of that song. You know. And, right. You know? Right. Uh, but yeah, I heard it's a good song. Really good song. Lance, he's a good writer. What great singer. And, he's uh, fun too, man. We laughed a lot hanging out with Lance. So yeah, when we were on the road, uh, I think it was halfway to Hazard was opening, and and Lance Miller. Lance was singing before Halfway Hazard, wasn't? Or what's he doing? Like the he was doing the, outside, outside the, yeah, and and he would do the pre-show because I'd go down and play pre-show with him. Um, he was just a great singer and good guy. He's a uh, great singer, man, in, in that old that old country twang way. That's right, and he he uh, we wrote a song. We were we'd hang out in the hotel room. And when we were bored, when we'd start writing, one of us get an idea, we'd call the other ones up into the room. And and it was one <laughs> day, it was me and you. That was a fancy you. hotel room, man. I remember it was, it was fancy. It was it fancy. Was me and you and Lance and Bob Minner. Yeah. And we were all sitting around with guitars. And I don't know. Do you know the story of how this song got started? I, I, re, I do remember. I think we was just all, you know, talking about what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And we're looking around, and there was a People magazine laying there. And at that time, Eddie Van Halen and uh, Valerie Bertinelli had got divorced. And she, I guess she got Weight Washers or something. So she's on the front, man, and she's all slim, and she's smoking, you know. And so we started talking, you know, like, look at Valerie. And Eddie's going to be pissed when he sees her. You know? <laughs> I mean, like, she'll, she's going to look great, and, you know. And we was kind of like, man, maybe we should write that. You know, she'll, maybe she'll look good again. And um, kind of tell that story. And then I can remember Lance, he said, because uh, there's a part about where the dad tells you, you know, well, son, you know, and he gets his thing. And he said, well, here's what my old man 
say to me, you know, Lance, got that old voice. And, and uh, so that's kind of where the second verse about where the dad talks back to him comes in. But that's pretty much how it, birthed, it got birthed out of that. Yeah, I remember when uh, after the song got got written that Bob, I think, was going to take uh, three or four songs that we had all written and, and go in and uh, uh, demo them. And so he, he went in, yeah, he went in, demoed them. And uh, this it's is a great Lance, demo. Yeah, this is Lance Miller singing it, and it's called She'll Look Good Again. Y'all hope you enjoy it. Hey, Dad, I thought I'd call. I'm leaving after all and no one can stop me. I've justified my thoughts and realized I'd be better off this time without her. He lit up a smoke and I heard him clear his throat. He said, son, you won't like what I have to say. You can't see what you're losing When you walk out on a woman that way She look good again Like she did before Without a rhyme or reason You walked out the door And when you see her like a long lost friend, she'll look good again. Son, she'll move on just the way your mom did when I left her. And after all this time, you'd think it wouldn't bother me at all. I know you think I'm tough But I'm not tough enough To watch you make the same mistakes I've made Boy, don't be like me You can turn this thing around For it's too late Just let me tell you, son She look good again Without a rhyme or reason You walked out the door And when you see her Like a long lost friend She'll look good again Like a long lost friend She'll look good again We're back. Uh, hope you all enjoyed that. I, do. I like that song. That song should get cut. Dude. It should. It's hard to believe. We got a few songs sits around in in these computers that someone ought to hear. You know, another you know? song. Another song came out of that writing session. Uh, was called "That's How You Roll When You Poe." <laughs> Is that where that came from? Yeah, I got I that remember one. I have to put that. We'll put that one on there sometime. That's good. Yeah, man. We got so, a few good ones. So getting back to uh, us getting canned. Um, you know, everybody, everybody, you know, did Tim tell you, like he told me that, uh, uh, there, 
we may in years down the road do a E Street Band thing, Drew Springsteen E Street Band thing, and have yeah, a he kind of said that. I, I said I said to, to him, I was like, man, shouldn't we have like a HBO special, departure special or something? You know, he just kind of laughed. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that'll ever happen. I really nah, don't. Yeah. I don't think so either. I'm not, I'm not looking for it. No, nah, too far down the road. I don't know. You know, I think there'd be so many demands to it. If you ever went in and did a reunion and then, uh, you know, you'd have to tour to promote it and everything. And I, I don't. I don't have it in me anymore to go do what I did before, you know. Well, they'd have to. You talk about fat back, and we'd have. <laughs> oh, dude! I'd have to have a, a rascal out there to run around on, you know, or walker. Yeah, it's like catering. Catering? How far is that? <laughs> can we just get catering delivered to the bus? I can't right. Yeah. I mean, it might be fun to cut, you know, do do one song or something, you know, but I I just don't. Or a show, you know, that'd be nice. I mean, it'd be it'd be nice to sit down with everybody, you know. So let alone do some music together. It'd be well, great. you know, whenever I found out I was sick and stuff, and and before, you know, and and you know, everybody came to the house and hung out. We had we had a good talk there, and, and it was fun. Uh, surprised the heck out of me, but um, anyway. So so I don't I don't think that'll ever happen, and uh, and it's probably a good thing. Just you know, leave it the way it was, and. The, and uh, that's the way it is. And I think Tim now has got a good crew and, and you know, he's cutting good records and, you know, they're yeah. doing, doing well, you know. And, and uh, We have to see how everybody survives this COVID, you know. How, how's everybody going to come out on the backside of this? Because everybody's unemployed. And it's hard, to, it's hard to, to, be, to say anything bad because all the players he got are great, great players, you know. You right. It's not like he goes, well, he got a crappier player than me. No, he got a better player. And half of them are our friends, you know. I know. We love them all. So. Right, right. So, anyway, the getting down to the, the reasons why Tim McGraw and the Dance Hall Doctors are no longer together, I think it comes down to simply Tim, one of two things. I think maybe, and this is just speaking for myself, maybe I got a little – too complacent about my gig and not as hungry as I was when we started out. And I mean, I tried to do the ideas and the, the new things. And, and I think after a while you just get, like I said, complacent and get a little lazy and, and go, you know, I got the gig and, right. you know, and I think that was a little bit of it. Uh, and I think a little bit, and most of it, I think was uh, Tim just wanting, you know, to make a new beginning and, and, and rein, reinvent because you kind of stir himself up. He, he told well, me artists he have to, to do that. How many artists do you know that had to reinvent themselves? Look at like somebody like Elvis or Michael Jackson or people like that that have to come up. You know, they, they stay stagnant for a while, and then all of a sudden, bam, they come up with something that everybody right. freaks out about. Well, that's them inventing themselves, reinventing right. themselves. Right. So I think that's what it came down to. There was no drug use, there was no craziness, there was no drinking there was no because everybody had already been through that stage yeah we just kind of finished with all that <laughs> that had ended a long time ago right. so everybody now you know the real story <laughs> the uh, rest of the story and that's that's of course me and dave's opinion about what happened you know I don't and we're know. sticking to it yeah every, it might be a totally different thing if you talk to somebody else but that's what we know right right so dave you know um 
we're going to figure this uh, thing out, the, the guest thing. We still haven't figured it out. We tried to do it today on this thing, and it just didn't work out for us. Um, but we are going to do it. Um, so be ready for that because once, once, once we do figure it out, man, we're, we're going to have all kinds of people. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to make up for it. Full of people. Um, you know, Dave, this podcast is uh, heard everywhere. You can get podcasts now. You know oh, that? really? I didn't oh, know that. Man. I didn't know it either. It's like on nine different platforms that I know of. These are some that I know of. Okay, let's hear Okay, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Anchor, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and CastBox. I'll be darn. That's a lot yeah. of casting, my brother. That, you know what? We're casting our butts every day. <laughs> hey, let me ask you something. This is this is kind of something I had before. Uh, All right. Uh, but I'm just going to give you this, okay? Uh, All this right. is just a general general thing. You pick pick one, okay? Okay. Gotcha. All right. Ready? Yep. Hamburgers or hot dogs? Hamburgers. Beer or whiskey? Beer. Car or trucks? Car. Uh, boxers, briefs, or thongs? Briefs. Uh, <laughs> boobs or booty? Booty. Um, a little bit country or a little bit rock and roll? Probably rock and roll. All right. That's a, that's, that's a little tricky there. Okay. That's all I want to ask. How about hillbilly and rock and roll? Yeah, hillbilly's good. Okay. Okay. Good. That's all well, I wanted to ask you. You did? I'll think of something to ask you next time, my friend. Well, thanks, everybody, for uh, sticking with us and, and uh, downloading this thing. And leave us a message on our Facebook page uh, or uh, on, uh, what is it, Apple Podcasts? You can leave a comment. Yeah, you can comment or review. Yeah, and uh, Or leave us, a, leave us a message on Twitter, too. Twitter. That's such Twitter. a stupid game. It is You're stupid. such a Twitter. You're such a Twitter. <laughs> Don't be a twit. <laughs> but, uh, and I, so I'm going to try to get this uh, episode ready. We're trying to get it ready for uh, release uh, Wednesday. Um, we're trying to get. I'm trying to get back on Wednesdays, you know. And uh, episode good, six just came out, so you know. But we put seven out there. We don't care. We're doing <laughs> it for the fun of it anyway. Right. right. So, well, Dave, thanks, brother. You got it, man. Thank you. Looks like another one's in the books. Uh, another one's gone. Y'all take care and have a good week, and we'll talk to you the next time. We Bye-bye. Bye-bye. But we need some friends. Hillbilly has been.